Welcome to episode 34. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces. It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. Today's guest is a force of nature. She is brilliant. She is thought-provoking, but most importantly, this woman is a doer. Like, if she thinks about it, if she even, if it just crosses her mind a little, it's going to happen. I have met very few people who put words or actions to words, I should say. And Lady Miss Albie Boybang is amazing. I came upon her with Share the Mic. And I didn't realize it was, she was the woman who started it. Um, I just got the call from Toby Fairley, who was like, oh, this woman, Albie, contacted me. They're partnering, you know, um, it's basically partnering white women with black women, but white influencers with black influencers. Sounds so weird to say that word. And uh, this was the whole start of the design industry of like shining a light on the inequality. And as uh, Share the Mic happened, then I got to know the woman behind it. And it was one person. You would have thought it was a whole team, but it was one person. She is the one person. She is powerful. And I can't wait for you to dig into this interview. And I just want to say that we are approaching time to vote, right? And if you think one person can't do anything, then you are wrong. And I know we are all brokenhearted about the almighty RBG passing away. Um, she was a force of nature as well. And I want to say to my white female friends, please vote the right way because this will affect you not just people of color, but now this will affect you as well. And you will no longer have control over your body, what you want to do with it. And it just, things will just change. And it's important for us to band together and to get this done. The, uh, this country has 51% women in it. Yeah, just sit on that for a second. Think about that, 51% women. There is absolutely no reason for these men to be in charge. And I feel it is time, now is the time you have to get out there and vote. If you have moved, please make sure that you are registered to vote in your new home, wherever you are, your new state, your new house, wherever you are. If your family is on the other side, please speak to them. It will sound better coming from you than a person of color because you look like them and you can make it make sense to them. Because if a person of color speaks to someone that is supporting the dude in the White House, 
It only looks like we're trying to play victim when we are not. This vote is important. If you were for Bernie, if you were for Warren and you're like, I'm not gonna vote, you are essentially voting for that person that is in office. Please make sure you're registered to vote. Check on your family members, make sure they're registered to vote and then talk to them and see where their head is at and talk sense into them, good sense. We have to get into good trouble here, people. The fact that yesterday they found these guys innocent and only one police officer is going to get in trouble and it's not for Breonna Taylor, it's for shooting into the white neighbor's house. So you, you can get more in trouble for that or get into more trouble for that, but you won't get into trouble for killing a black person. And please understand, I know you come here for design perspectives, but you need to understand it is open season on people of color. And if you don't think so, I don't know where you have been for the last six months and hell for the last 400 years, but they have made it very evident. So that's my, that's me on my soapbox. I am now getting off and back to our regularly scheduled um, podcast. Here is Albie. Hey, Albie, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this podcast. Hey, Gail, I'm really happy to be here and I'm glad to be here with you. So thank you for making the space for me as well. <laughs> no problem. I wanna get right down to it and talk about Share the Mic. That was something phenomenal. And I want to say thank you because that that was really amazing. And it was such, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt like that day it was super powerful. And it just completely blew my mind with how much um, brown girl love <laughs> was shown and um, just the connection. And it just really opened up the race conversation and just showing business women having a conversation about their businesses. Like what, what was your expectation? What prompted all of this? Go ahead. The mic is yours. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm, that makes me so happy to hear because everything that you just said was part of my expectation. I saw this taking place on a larger scale, um, four women, uh, two black, two white had created this, um, for a much larger scale of women. So we're talking politicians and mm -hmm. actresses and authors and just huge platform women. And I saw this happening at the same time that in the home industry, you know, we were sharing black boxes, people were talking about diversity and what can change and all of that. And I decided to adopt that for us, because I was like, well, I've seen this conversation before. It's not a new conversation. It's happening a little bit more vigorously, but it's not new. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, how do we go from just kind of like talking about it to possibly doing something about it? Like having people put their mouth where their black boxes type of thing. <laughs> true, true. Because it's real easy to throw up a black box mute yourself, but then what else? And not to say that, you know, Instagram is, you know, the end all be all of social change, but from, it was kind of like a social experiment. 
you're willing to put up that box, are you willing to literally step aside and open up your platform? Are you willing to challenge your audience? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? And so, especially in the home industry, which is already very mysterious and elitist in many ways. Mm. So I wanted to see who was really about that. And I didn't expect it to be what it was. I honestly expected to get maybe 20 participants total. And it ended up the first round total between the two rounds. It was over a hundred participants. Wow. And I actually ended up doing the math. Um, I love my numbers. Um, (laughs) Not counting the repeats. um, So like not counting myself, for example, uh, there were 114 total participants. Wow. That was huge. That is huge. At the time, I didn't even realize it. So it's actually just when I went and counted and I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) But so even just getting that many people who were willing to just do this thing, but then going through, I went through every conversation everyone had. Um, So whether they were lives or in the feed or stories. And it was amazing for me to see, because I didn't tell anyone. And you can attest to this. I didn't tell anyone what they had to talk about. That was no. you know, creator's choice. Yeah. And so some people spoke explicitly about being black in the industry, gentrification, um, discrimination. Some people spoke a little bit more um, specifically. Like I love that Danielle McKim talked about her home buying experience as a black woman, for example. Mm. Um, which was related to the home industry, but not like interior design or decor. And that was an amazing conversation. And seeing all these different ways that people talked about however it is they wanted to address this. And then I was seeing the audiences engage with them, having conversations with them. You know, even for me, I talked about in my first takeover being seen as a safe black a quote-unquote safe black that's more palatable right able or whatever right and seeing the questions people were sending me and how people were engaging with me was like okay so you guys do want you are about that essentially that is what that told me you know right um that we're we're we just needed to push people, but people were willing to go there um and so it's been amazing and to this day um, hearing the, what has come from all of this outside of the conversations being had, opportunities, friendships, relationships. I am, I couldn't be more proud. Again, I knew what I expected from it. I expected people to just be seen more, mm-hmm. to be had, um, relationships to be formed and to kind of just break the algorithm. Right. But seeing it come to fruition really has just been amazing. Well, once again, I, I really can't thank you enough. It was amazing. I have to tell you, one of the most intense conversations that completely rocked my world was uh-huh. your conversation with Justina Blakeney uh, and yes. about money and about her uh-huh. books and how much, how little she was getting paid, even though she was, you know, New York Times bestseller, uh-huh. like she's everywhere. And then you know, for to go back and still not get enough money. And it wasn't until she had a conversation with someone like the game of being of women of color being underpaid. People think it's like, oh, it's just a little bit less than white women. It's like, no, it's 
like she, what was it, like 20,000 and the other woman had yeah. like 200,000. And I was just... It's like exponentially different. This yeah. Like a couple hundred or a couple thousand. And that's something she would have never known um, had she not asked, had that person not been transparent. And she was able to then use that power to go back and get that. But we, like you said, we see Justina. We're like, oh, she's getting her just desserts. She's yeah. getting her And maybe now she is, but clearly there was a time where even then she was huge and yet still... But people don't want to talk about that. And that was, like, really one of my big things. Like, what aren't we talking about that we should be talking about? Like, yeah, we can talk about the magazines not doing, you know, roundups or, you know, whatever. But what else? Like, there are so many layers to the problems here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The industry does not begin and end with the magazines or begin and end with Instagram following there, it's the showrooms, it's the book publishers, it's the, the the furniture companies, it's all of it. And I, I'm glad that that, I was, first of all, was able to even get Justina to have that conversation with me, like, whoa. <laughs> um, but I, I love that I was able to show people, like, it doesn't matter how big or small you are, like, right. the problem is bigger than all of us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know who's at the helm of it? It's men. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, 90% of the participants I had were women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, that has been an interesting social experiment in itself. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I read this meme that's gone around that says, you know, um, have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Right. And yep, 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 yep. It's funny, but there is some validity to it because as women in general, we put so much pressure on ourselves, no matter what color we are. Um, Just women. That's just kind of how we're wired. And then you add that layer of black women um, where we're just kind of carrying the burden of supporting so many people, so many things. Um, It makes it harder sometimes to have the confidence of Right, right. And but they are nine times out of ten the ones making the decisions. Yeah, no, one hundred. To that that mindset or that struggle, because you know, using Justina as an example again, it was a woman who was transparent with her about that fee. A man likely would have never told her that. No, no, absolutely not. It's funny. Women were really interesting creatures. Either we can be each other's best cheerleader and really look out because I know essentially at the end of the day, women will look out for other women, right? Because we're like, okay, I got you. And then there's just sometimes where the pettiness can get in there and it's just like, oh my God, seriously. But when we are for each other, we see someone that is in need. And if, (laughs) and if it's in your heart, like you do for me, like I just share freely if you call and yeah. ask me who's the, I need a plumber, I need an electrician, you know, what about this? What about that? Or if they're saying, sharing something on Instagram, I will DM them and be like, you need to contact this person. This person can definitely help you, you know, get to wherever you're getting to, because that's important to me that we all work together to lift each other up because, you know, I told you this and I tell everybody this, there's enough for all of us. Yeah, it's literally, it costs you nothing. And I've, I've had this conversation with a good friend of mine where we, we both kind of agree, you know, I don't trust anyone who says they're self-made. 
Everyone mm. needs someone to some capacity. I don't Absolutely. Absolutely. Just felt like, well, all I did was Google and read blog posts and listen to podcasts, and that's how I got to where I am. Oh, well, someone rubbish. wrote that blog post. Someone made that podcast episode for you. Like, I, that, that notion that helping someone else somehow takes away from your resources comes from and it's with Toby um, that I actually had this conversation. It comes from a place of scarcity. It comes from a place mm-hmm. of lack. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, with the share of the mic, that's right. Like, that's why I say it's kind of a social experiment. All the people who were, you know, sharing their black boxes and muting themselves, but are you willing to share your hundreds of thousands of millions of followers? Yeah. And open them up. Yeah. So the other person that does not look or sound like you. Yeah. Because like I said, I didn't tell anyone what they had to talk about. That was between the partners. So many of the partners had no idea what they... No, I didn't. Toby's like, okay. on their feed. Yeah, because Toby's <laughs> like, okay, I signed us up. You don't, you don't mind, do you? I was like, no. I was like, She's like, uh, okay. I was like, so what are we going to talk about? She's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I was yeah. like, all and right. Like, you, like, but she was open to just letting you just be there, right? Yes. So many of these creators don't know what their partner was going to say or do, but they were willing to be uncomfortable if they needed to. They were willing to have the difficult conversation. And that was the point. You've muted yourself, but if someone wants to come on here and talk about race or gentrification or, you know, the exploitation of black talent or whatever it is that might have made you squeamish two weeks ago, are you okay with that? Um, And it was beautiful to see that people were like, yep, come on down. Like, let's talk about it. Um, They shared their millions. um, Doing the final tally between both activations, the total reach of the non-black participants was over 10 million. Wow. Whereas the total reach of the black participants was maybe a million. Wow. That Um, was, it was really good. I think it hit a whole million actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But I'll round up to a million, but 1 million to 10 million. So, that, that in itself, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. No, it is. It is. So let's talk about how you were going to do it again, but then it, mm-hmm. it became icky. What? Let's talk about that. So that has been something that I, I want to preface it by saying the intent was never initially to do it more than once. Right. Um, it turned into two activations because... The first activation, and that was really just a timing thing. The first activation would have featured a lot of people who were doing the one room challenge at the time. Right. And it was easier for many of them. They were able to participate that first time, but they didn't feel like they would be able to give it their best or to honor it in the best way because that week was photography week for pretty much all of them. Correct. Um, And so... A few of them had kind of expressed, like, they'll still participate, you know, but they just, they're going to feel a little rushed. And it was actually my girl, Shavonda, who was like, I'll be, you know, would you be okay if I did this another day? And I was like, I'm glad you said that because a few other people, I know they need time. I, they just didn't want to ask necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
so that's really how the second activation came about um, because it was people like Shonda Gardner participating, Carmion Hamilton, Katrina Blair. These were all people participating in the One Room Challenge. Yeah. Katrina featured participants, so her plate was extra full. Mm-hmm. So that's how the um, the second activation came about. But it was never intended to keep going. When I decided to keep going is because I saw the excitement. I had saw the impact. Right. You know, actual conversations were happening. Um, I saw opportunities being presented to people in a way that wasn't being presented, which again was the outcome. You know, I always say you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yes, to some extent, brands need and companies need to do a better job at finding black talent. Mm-hmm. But if it's one person running their social media, I don't expect that that one person even knows. Just, there was a lot of people I didn't even know. Right. So I'm going to extend that grace that whoever's running XYZ Magazine's, you know, social also doesn't know. So let me ask you, even though I agree with you on that, don't you think that it would behoove the person to broaden their horizons and to see, to get new people, new faces? Yes. Absolutely. And that's why I said, you know, I, I'm willing to give that grace, but mm-hmm. also it, that's why you have research teams. Yeah. Or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to meet you in the middle. I am going to force these black creators into your feed. And now you have no excuse because if you follow Emily Henderson, you are now forced to see Shavonda Gardner. You can't say you didn't know her now. Right, right, right. If you follow Karen Bond, you are now forced to see Keita Turner. Correct. If you follow Toby Fairley, you are now forced to see Gail Davis. Yeah. Now you can't, there's no longer the excuse of, <laughs> I didn't know where to find black theater. I, mm-hmm. I put them there. So now it is up to you to do something about it, to reach out to them, to connect with them. Um, you know, even there were brands that participated. So Art Digest participated twice, actually. Um, the New York Design Center participated. So again, now you have no excuse. And a lot of brands and publications have made good on their word in terms of being slightly better. I mean, only time will tell. Right. Let's be honest. Right. But in terms of at least making the effort now of, oh, I didn't even know this person existed. Let me add them to my, you know, Rolodex, you know, of, of talent. And that is why I said, you know what? I want to keep going. This seems, this feels like it can be sustainable if I'm smart about it. And I can continue to just shape the algorithm, continue to, that's one less excuse, essentially, of I didn't know, um, or where do we start, or whatever, the excuse of the day. (laughs) No, you're right. You're absolutely Um, right. So, like I said, I I try to meet people in the middle. Cool, you got one person on your social, you can't see the billions of people on Instagram. That's fine. I just put a million of them in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So no, it was so great. It was amazing. It was such, it it just, that whole day was just electrifying Yeah. to watch, to see, to feel. What came from it though, while a lot of good came from it Mm -hmm. and just a testament to humanity, Mm. um, were a lot of self 
not, let me not say a lot, but enough self-serving intentions <laughs> where I got to a point where I was like, whoa. So I was getting requests um, for specific people. And, and, and I said this, you know, on my platform, I have no problem with someone recommending someone to me, referring someone to me, asking, can they be a part of it? Because I, I didn't know these many people when I started. Right. You know, it, it's, many of them came from someone else. Um, that first, uh, the first activation, for example, it was a blogger friend of mine, um, Tasha of Kaleidoscope Living. She's a white blogger. Mm-hmm. And, but she she knows so many more white bloggers in the blogging community. She was like, hey, Albie, do you mind if I share... Because I had done a video. She was like, do you mind if I share the video with a few blogger friends of mine to see who's willing to participate? I was like, yes, that would be doing me the biggest favor. Right. And so about a dozen or so came from her, you know, wow. and, and because she, she was, she believed in it. And so she shared their video. She was like, Hey, Albie's doing this thing. I think you should do this thing. <laughs> so, you know, it was really helpful for me, um, for getting black and white, um, bloggers um, and influencers that I otherwise wouldn't know. Right. But what was happening were more self-serving intentions um, of people almost kind of pre-curating or pre-vetting. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I can. But it was to the point where it did get laughable. Because, again, it's one thing to just feel like this person truly aligns and, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm a good judge of. Oh, you're really good. No, you're spot on. (laughs) And I guess I, I, and I said this to everyone, I paired every single partner myself. Um, Even if this was something that blew up and I outsourced things, that's probably the one thing I would have never outsourced. Right. And. I may not have gotten it right 100% of the time, but I got it right 97% of the time. And so just, I, I was seeing some of the intentions were not pure. It was a way for people to still feel safe or to just grow their following or, you know, whatever it was. And it just started to get to a point where this never felt like work or anything to me because I do have a day job. Right. Um, it started to get to a point where it felt like work. It felt gross. And I was like, okay, I did this as a, something that was supposed to be good and pure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's turning into a marketing machine. Yeah. No, I'm not your PR agent. Thank you. L- L- and, and you've heard me say it. Like, yep. I, I'm not your agency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slid in people's DMs. People are more than welcome to slide in people's DMs themselves and facilitate takeovers and move overs and shakeovers and whatever it is that they want to do. Um, and so after I, so it was a few days before what would have been the third one, the weekend before actually, um, I reached out to the people who would have been participating. I still facilitated connections behind the scenes because some people I felt like would have been great fits for either conversations or collaborations or whatever. And so some conversations did still happen that day. Um, Marie Pruitt did an amazing takeover of um, Monica Chavez talking about um, being pregnant as a black woman. It was so profound. Oh, I got to watch that one. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I learned a lot. 
Um, and it, it, and it's so crazy because the two of them, um, Monica just had a baby girl. Marie's yeah. expecting. And so the conversation was just very perfect for the two of them, for their audiences. So that still happened. Um, a few other collaborations are up happening in other capacities, whether it's like content collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I still made the choice if I felt like, because I didn't want anyone to feel slighted. No, I understand. I, I understand. But you also had to look out for yourself. Like it. Yeah. And I had to protect my peace. So I connected, you know, brands who are participating with who their partners would have been, you know, maybe they can work together in some other capacity. Um, And I was like, you know what? I can still serve. I can still give, but it doesn't have to be in this way. Agreed. Agreed. What was supposed to come from it has come from it. Um, People whose intentions are genuine, that will be seen, that will continue to flourish. And, it's been interesting to see who hasn't still done a takeover, even though they were so enthused to participate. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, of course. And it's like, you know, I am one girl. I don't have a team of people. I did it myself. You know, after work, I clocked out from work, clocked into motherhood, clocked out from motherhood, clocked in to share the mic, and round and round it went. I didn't have a team. And, you know, I did it. So right. it's been interesting to see how people who were so enthused, who were ready to have conversations, have teams, have resources, and it's been radio silence. Of course, of course. Well, so why do you need to go through me, who's a fraction of your size? Yeah. Um, no, because the team are, isn't all that. So it's you know, crazy. It's but- been, but it's been interesting. Um, I think it served its purpose. It did. Uh, and I'm happy regardless with the outcome. No, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I will always be super grateful and just, I just really enjoyed the day and just watching the conversations and people really letting their hair down and just, once again, yes. women supporting women. So before we go, this has been such a great conversation. I do want you to come back, but we got to work around your schedule to see when you can. Um, yeah. if you don't mind, <laughs> no, I would love to. I would love to. The oh my god, filling in about a month, my schedule will be a lot more bearable because I will not be the only grown up in the house. Good, good. So we'll wait till then. We'll wait till then. That's good. Um, where can the lovely people find you, please? So I mostly hang out on Instagram, Albie Knows, A L B I E K N O W S. Um, website of the same name, Albie Knows. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me. I don't hang out in those other social places. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me. Two is enough. Two is enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the bandwidth. Um, but yeah, I am there. I answer my DMs as best as I can. <laughs> okay, I, perfect. I answer my comments, and yeah, I, come hang out with me. It's a good time all around when I'm there. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate appreciate, excuse me, you taking the time to do this and please come back soon. I will. Thank you again, Grace. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey there. I need your help. If you love the show, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you are an Android or Windows user. Your feedback helps me to create shows that will provide lots of value. 
And in the meantime, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Thanks so much, beautiful people.